Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we talk about Michigan baseball coach Eric Backage reportedly taking another job, possible transfer portal additions for Michigan basketball, football recruiting news, and even some movie talk coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be talking with you here uh, Wednesday morning, June 15th. And and we've got some some real news to discuss, and that's Eric Backage. Uh, the baseball coach at Michigan reportedly leaving uh, to go to Clemson. Uh, that's where he, he began his coaching career uh, in 2002 as a volunteer assistant. Uh, he went to Vanderbilt as an assistant for the next seven years from there. He got his first head job uh, at Maryland, was there from 2010 to 2012, and was hired at Michigan in 2013. And after 10 years, Ryan, it seems like he's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a, a huge loss, but it, it's not very surprising. I mean, with, with the success he has had in Ann Arbor, uh, this isn't the first time uh, other schools have come calling, but Clemson has the resources. It's it's a program with a rich history, and obviously there's a connection there from his time as a, as a graduate assistant. So uh, everything appeared to, to line up, and he'll, he'll reportedly get a, a nice little raise out of, uh, out of this as well. I mean, he was making... Uh, $400,000 in base salary at Michigan annual total compensation was about 600,000 um, in, in his latest deal that was set to expire in at, after the 2024 season. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money for a baseball coach to, and he, he'll be able to, he'll be in the hotbed of, of college baseball. And, and I'm sure his, his recruiting uh, acumen will continue there, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that program hasn't made the, the tournament in two years after making it an 11 in a row. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get things back up and running there pretty quickly. I guess we'll learn more once it you know becomes official, maybe it has right. a press conference. But, um, as far as you know, whether Michigan could have done anything to keep him, obviously, the, the main thing would be just giving him more money. But who knows if, if they couldn't quite get to where Clemson was, or even if they could, um. Yeah, like you say, there could have just been other factors of just getting to a place where it was, I don't know, easier to win and, I don't know, uh, more of a, a traditional baseball school, I guess. Right. And, and another thing, too, I mean, it's tough to maintain or keep coaches in the northern part of the country because they, they don't generate as much revenue as some of these schools down south. Like there, There's some baseball programs that are self-sustaining in the south because it's such a big draw for, for fans. Mm-hmm. That's just not the case at Michigan. No matter – how successful they are, no matter if they're the top ranked team in the preseason, it's hard to get people to come out in March and April when it's 40 degrees outside and crappy out. So uh, it's, it's always the Northern schools are always going to be at a disadvantage for, for baseball and softball. 
Uh, obviously, softball has had it had it has been quite lucky with with Carol Hutchins. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough to to maintain that. And I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, again, this isn't all that surprising. I know Backich has always said he, he's loved his time at Michigan. He loves being there. But again, money talks and, and the ability the ability to to play in that rich baseball environment, I'm sure, is attractive to, to many coaches. And uh, I think this raises a maybe a bigger question pertaining to Michigan baseball, but can it be a regular college World Series contender like some of these Southern schools? Because if the if the answer to that question is no, then it, it's, you know, it, it makes sense as to why Eric Backage would move on. I mean, in a way, he's kind of capped out what he can do at Michigan. He's gotten them to the, the College World Series. He's gotten them to the, the you know, the NSA tournament several times now. They've been a contender in the Big Ten, it seems like, every year now. Uh, he's made, I think, he's probably made the most out of, of the situation. You talk about the weather, the different weather and the different, um, you know, uh, sustainability of some of these programs and the commitment level and everything else. And, and he's done about, I think, as well as you could expect at, at a Northern school, and, you know, a situation like Michigan where there is a lot of money and resources, um, but the weather and the you know commitment level and just recruiting is just a different ball game. And, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, you, you've done very well at where you're at, uh, uh, you know, a bigger program with more money comes calling. It, it makes sense why you would listen and potentially leave. Yeah. And, and, and remember too, even that 2019 season, it's not like they were one of the top teams during the regular season. I mean, they were the last team to earn an at-large bid and then just got hot at the right time. And I mean, that was one of the most astonishing runs in college world series history. I mean, they, they really had no business being there, but again, had, had three strong starting pitchers, a couple of big, uh, strong bullpen arms and a, and a lineup that got hot at the right time. And it was just like one of those things where, they just the confidence was just blooming. So and then, yeah, I mean, they entered the next year as a top 10 team and it was cut short by by COVID. And I mean, even this year, a, a really strong offense, but pitching struggled. So it's tough to, to maintain that success. That 2019 team was just the second Big Ten team since 1984 to reach the College World Series. So it, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, so yeah, I, it, it, the path to the College World Series will always be easier at a Southern school. Uh, I, that Michigan did reel in a top ten recruiting class in 2017. A lot of those guys played a key role in helping them reach that 2019 World Series. But to do that every year is just not sustainable at a at a Northern school. He leaves with a you know about a 600 winning percentage uh, overall at Michigan and and in Big Ten games. Uh, you know, missed the NCAA tournament his first two years, but then got got Michigan there five of the next you know seven NCAA tournaments that were played, including a, as you guys mentioned that that magical run to the College World Series final uh, in 2019. You know, this year they they made it uh, into the tournament, but could not get out of their regional with a kind of heartbreaking, uh, controversial loss. Uh, to, That'll to, be a to memorable Louisville. last game, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's wild way to go out. Uh, absolutely. So too early to talk about replacements. Could it be in-house? Will they look elsewhere or, you know, will kind of... It, it is pretty early right now, but I mean, it sounds like, I mean, at the top of the list would be Chris Fetter, the pitching coach for the Detroit Tigers. Obviously, it, it, he's a Michigan alum, spent a, a few years as the pitching coach uh, under Backage. Uh, it's just you, you just don't know if if uh, college head coaching job is as attractive as a MLB pitching coaching job. We'll, we'll have to see. But I think that he he would be at the top of their list at this point. Uh, but again, it, it is really early in the process. So we'll see. I mean, there will be other candidates to emerge. But I think 
at right now that he would be the the top target. I have I have no inside knowledge on a potential coaching search, but I have to think maybe they would at least kick the tires on Brandon Inge. I mean, he was a volunteer assistant the last couple of years. He was a former major leaguer. I don't know how he would do recruiting, um, but I think he would be an interesting name to to kind of throw out there too. His son is is set to join the team either this next year or the year after that too. He is a Michigan commit, so there is there is some connection there. But again, yeah, very very little coaching experience just the the two years as a volunteer assistant at Michigan so it would be a pretty big leap but uh, all the players I've talked to this year and last year about him have absolutely loved him loved him in the clubhouse has that major league baseball experience so it it could work it's it would be a little bit of a gamble though in my opinion well tough loss for Michigan but you know he he left the program better than he found it as they say and uh you know I don't know maybe makes it more attractive job for for someone to to, to consider it now going forward. You know, it's been shown it, it can be done. You can win at a high level at Michigan. Um, all right. As we said, we've got, we've got other things to, to talk about as well. Uh, you know, the Michigan men's basketball team will say quickly, they, they have not, you know, added anyone yet um, through the transfer portal, you know, besides Jalen Llewellyn, um, you know, a while back, um, but have not added, added anyone since Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate officially left for the NBA. Um, you know, talking to some people inside the program, I I think they will, they will add someone who that will be remains to be seen, but Joey Baker of Duke did visit. Um, uh, he he played 12 minutes a game at Duke last season. You know, if you don't really remember him in the NCAA tournament, that's because he played five minutes in the opener, uh, and, and then not again, uh, during their run, uh, you know, six foot six wing player, you know, kind of small forward type. 38% 38% shooter from three. That's kind of what is, you know, attractive to other teams. Uh, he, he's experienced, you know, four-year player. So he's using that extra COVID year. Um, he was a captain at Duke last year. Um, and he also visited reportedly Georgia uh, and, and George Washington. So, you know, there's other teams that are interested, but Michigan seems to be one of them, you know, just bring a guy onto campus for, for no reason. So, um, you know, he's, he's probably the, the biggest, the, the hottest name to, to watch. There's just not that many guys left in the portal, but Pete Nant, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, written about, still still is. He, he to me, is the most um, natural fit, you know, the best player left, one of the best players to enter the portal period. Um, but yeah, no word on, on you know, what, where he's potentially leaning. Interesting. Yes, we shall see. Uh, Michigan football recruiting. It was, you told can, us- can, can we bash Aaron first? Can we, can recruiting wait? Can we just talk about his movie taste and, and instead first? I mean, I think that's the more pressing topic at this point. That's fine. I was, I was saving, I was saving it for the end. I was going in order of, you know, actual sports news, but that's fine. Uh, um, you know, we did, we brought it. Yeah. Let's just take a break. Sure, to a sure. we, <laughs> that's a good idea. We with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we brought this up, we were talking um, the other day. Uh... You know, I, I wrote about it. It appeared on MLive.com today. Um, Mo Wagner, former Michigan basketball player, is, is in a movie. He's, uh, you know, I, I didn't know he was in it. My wife watched it on a plane and told me, hey, you know, Mo Wagner's in, in this movie, Hustle, uh, this Netflix movie starring Adam Sandler. Like, 
all right, yeah, this is something I can write about. So I, I watched it very good. I thought, um, and yeah, Mo, Mo makes an appearance as, uh, um, he plays this, you know, German prospect that's being considered, you know, for the, the top pick in the NBA draft. Haas is, is his last name. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it got us, it got us talking about <laughs> movies a little bit. Uh, Ryan, you saw hustle as well and enjoyed it. I, I did. Yeah. I mean, I typically, I, I'm a pretty harsh movie critic. I never seem to like movies as much as other people. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a TV show guy than a movie guy, but that was one of the best movies I've seen. In a long time, I thought it was really well done. Great storyline. And I thought the the acting in it was pretty good, too. I'm not a huge NBA guy at all. So I was trying to surprise how much at the end, the, the role in the credits. And it's like all these NBA guys playing themselves. I'm like, oh, that guy's in the NBA. Holy <laughs> crap. But yeah, no, I thought it was it was really well done. And I mean, yeah, obviously, Adam Sandler didn't have his typical comedy role. And then without even watching the trailer, without anything, Aaron's like, you know what? Oh, ah, Adam Sandler's in it. I'll pass without even looking into the movie at all. So just very disappointed for, for his demographic. It's yes. Yeah, very surprising that he doesn't like Adam Sandler. I mean, come on, what's wrong with you? I, I and he's seen... a big basketball guy too. You would think that and he covered the NBA. You would think that would be right up his alley. I would probably watch the movie. I never heard of it until you guys brought it up. And then I looked it up and I found out it was only in like select theaters. And like you said, it's on Netflix. Um, I'm not a big fan of Adam Sandler. I never have been. I've seen a bunch of his movies. I don't think he's that funny. I, I know I'm in the minority in that take or whatever. I've just never, I've never been like clamoring to see Adam Sandler movie. I see him. It's like, okay, maybe I, I tend to find that movies he's in are overrated, um, but I'll probably watch it. It's a, it's a sports movie. I've seen, I, I tend to watch most sports movies. So maybe eventually I'll watch it. Um, but you know, it, you know, and I find too. I've seen a handful of Netflix exclusive movies. And I tend to find they're not that great. So, but I'll give it a shot. I, 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 you know, if he if he plays a different role than maybe what I'm used to of him being comedy or whatever, he sounds like he's a little bit more serious here. In that case, it's kind of hard to take him serious then too because I'm used to seeing him. In the, yes, in the he has role. shifted. I'll, I'll he has a made shot. a career we'll shift now. Uncut we'll Gems. See. I mean, that was an award winning movie. Yeah, so that's it's kind of more along you know that. I mean, a more serious yeah, yeah. role. I mean, uh, but. Hey, do you? But I, I see what you mean about the Netflix movies. Sometimes I think the bar is lower for just what gets put on there. Um, but this one, this one is is good. But yes, it was it was just funny because then you know the night before Monday night, actually, you know, I I, I went to the movie. I saw our pal uh, Brad Galley, um, you know, the uh, ABC sportscaster. Um, he, yeah, Shout he's Brad. Uh, not 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 in person um like he was on the screen during part of this like you know promo for like the theater or whatever i messaged him hey saw you uh but it's, it's very funny because <laughs> i don't i like go to like one movie a year but um yes you know you you guys you didn't even know what what it was i mean when i said it was a you know, movie event of a uh, of a lifetime it was, it was it was the latest jurassic park jurassic world dominion <laughs> uh, I, oh, I have to i heard that was, was really bad terrible very, oh, very boy. disappointing end to this beloved franchise, but time for it to be yeah, done. It was, it was, it was absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, you know, we th- mentioned Mo Wagner. Might as well mention another, another former Wolverine. That's Jordan Poole. He's one win from becoming uh, the first Wolverine to win an NBA title since. Mm. I'll ask Mr. NBA McMahon. I'm trying to think. Uh, Trey, did Trey Burke win it? He did not. No, he didn't. Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Current Michigan head coach, Dwan Howard. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's wow. huh. yes, one, one with yeah, the uh, Miami been. Heat in 2013 and 2012. Uh, 
so yeah, there's 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 been some other you know Glenn Rice was before that, two thousand, so with the Lakers. So uh yeah, not haven't been too many, but uh Jordan Poole with the Warriors, one one win from getting there, and he's he's certainly been a been a contributor. Um, but uh, we'll see game six in Boston Thursday night. Uh all right, we said we we're gonna talk some football recruiting. It was a big, big visit weekend last weekend. I think you remember remember you teasing that in last weekend, last week's podcast. You know, kind of how did it go, or, or what what are we looking forward to? You know, this coming weekend. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the, uh, there was a lot of rave reviews from from the visits. It hasn't led to any commitments yet, but it has led to a lot of twenty four seven sports crystal ball predictions for for a few guys. Uh, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six guys that have picked up crystal balls to Michigan. Uh, I mean, a lot of. A lot of three stars, but again, at this point, you just need to get some momentum from from anyone at this point. There hasn't been a commitment since March, and a lot of their rivals are, are passing them up pretty quickly. So, uh, and then this weekend, there's even even more uh, bigger names that, that are set to be be on tap. A lot of their current commits, uh, maybe that they can put their recruiting hats on and shift some some momentum in, in their favor. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, this is a. Uh, uh, a huge another huge weekend and i think the highlight of this past weekend is that one of the camps they brought out a a buckeye uh like an old car dressed up in a bunch of buckeyes that they kind of beat up on a little bit too maybe a little fun thing for for the for the recruits to do so yeah i've a lot, a lot of positives coming out of the weekend but again it still hasn't led to any commitments but a lot of these uh crystal ball predictions a lot of these guys are set to make their their commitments in July. So I expect July to be a big recruiting month. I and mean, this month is more for, for prospects taking their officials, examining all their options. And then they sit down in July, typically around like the July 4th weekend and, and make their decisions. So I expect in a few weeks now, we'll missions recruiting class will look a little bit different. Hopefully a little bit better than a bunch of three stars, because I mean, here's a <laughs> Michigan can land three stars. No problem. Just by name and everything else, but they've got to be able to land some of these, hor- these high fours and, you know, potentially a, a five. They, they've got to do a better job here. Um, I, I am willing to give them a mulligan this year because, and we talked about this last year, like with the new, new defensive coordinator, new coaching, some of the new coaches on staff it, in a way it kind of resets things. But you're right. They need some momentum. They need they need a big time recruit to come in, or they need something to happen to kind of kind of get this going again because yeah, they're losing ground. I mean, right now, what are they like? Twentieth in the country, twenty third in the country. No, or they're out, they're outside thirty. They're even worse. 30 yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. So even worse. So they they got to get something going here. And and look, I we talked about this. It, it was expected to take a dip with with all the changes in the off season. And but again, you can't give them a pass this year. They won the Big Ten oh, championship I know, right. last that, year. They that's went to the debate. college football playoff. I don't. And their their right. head coach is still the same. I get all the other stuff, but you got to find a way to pitch that to these guys. Like, look, we we beat Ohio State by double digits. We we went out. We crushed Iowa in the Big Ten championship. We're building momentum. We're heading the right direction. Here's what you can get at Michigan. So obviously the NIL plays a role, but I mean, yeah, I, I did not give them a pass this offseason. Last year, a hundred percent, but this year it's hard, it's hard to justify their they're this slow of a start. I don't disagree with you. They had a ton of momentum coming out of the, the, the season they had and the championship and the playoff appearance, and everything else. But I think some of that was slowed when Jim Harbaugh decided to flirt with the NFL and, and say that he was interested in going back. You know, I think that's certainly been an issue, I think, with some commits and their parents, especially. 
Um, and then you go ahead and change defensive coordinators and hire some new coaches. I think you lose a lot of them momentum, unfortunately. And that's the realistic, you know, situation, especially nowadays with recruiting where commits commit to schools because of the coaches they develop relationships with. And especially, you know, sometimes a head coach and when you're unsure of what the situation is there, or maybe don't trust the coach or, you know, or whatever the case may be that, that creates waffling. And, and if there's a more certain situation elsewhere, a kid's going to go there. And then you've got with all the other outside factors now with NIL and everything else. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a weird situation. It's an uncertain situation. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch play out, but you're yeah, right. Michigan totally needs momentum. They had some coming out of the season. They lost it. Somehow they got to find it, find a way to get it back. Right now their class sits, sits at 39 overall in the composite 24, seven composite rankings. And this is with their top commit Raylan Wilson, who's coming off an official visit to Florida that he absolutely raved about 10 out of 10. He'll be in Ann Arbor this this weekend for this big visit weekend and then head to Georgia for his last official of the month. So, yeah, if they lose him, I mean, they're looking at outside the top 50, maybe. So um, obviously a lot of time until early signing day. But, man, yeah, they're uh, they're struggling right now. And we'll see if they can continue to build momentum with a lot of these guys that they seem to move the needle with a little bit during the last weekend's official visits. Yeah, the, the winds certainly seem to be shifting with Wilson. You know, if I had a bet, I'd say he probably flips by the time it's all said and done. But again, it's another opportunity for him to come on campus and Michigan to kind of seal the deal with him and, and convince him this is the place to be. You don't need to go anywhere else. Um, but yeah, if he flips it, you know, it's certainly another uh, negative uh, for, for their recruiting You know, this year. Again, the episode of Michigan losing its baseball coach and not being able to get a football recruit. But hey, in between, there was some some positivity for Michigan fans, I guess. Uh, but all right, stay tuned for continued coverage of all things Michigan sports on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.